Hello nerds and welcome to Technomancers, the D&D actual play podcast that's all out of spell slots and it's not even lunchtime. I'm shiny four-headed internet GM Ivan Brett coming to you from the London offices of Elastacloud and I'm joined by my four friends and colleagues who will induce, them, who will induce themselves <laughs> into what I can only assume is labour in order of who's seen the most ghosts, starting from the least. I haven't I seen any ghosts, unfortunately. Well, oh, you better start then. Terrible eyesight. Um, <laughs> sorry, let you down already. Um, hello, I'm Andy, and I'll be playing Nigel Hellscream. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not certain that I've seen any ghosts either. Um, but I'm also intrigued as to whether I'm a, a friend or colleague. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm Rob, and I'm going to be playing Linus of Monardis. I mean, I can I can tell you if you weren't. No, I'd rather not know. <laughs> Leave it open. <laughs> Who's my next friend or colleague? And I'll go next. I, I'm not sure I've ever knowingly seen a ghost, but there were a lot of ghost stories about my school. Uh, I'm definitely a colleague, though, just, just a colleague, not a friend. Uh, I am... <laughs> I am Misha. I will be playing Light Through Rain. Um, so, when in my lunatic teen years, and actually into my mid-twenties, um, I used to stake out haunted houses. Um, I never actually saw a ghost, but I pretended to be a ghost loads of times to scare people shitless. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had seen a ghost, it would have been them scaring you shitless. That's how it works in haunted houses. <laughs> so, um, so I am Richard and I am playing Dickie. And just for the avoidance of doubt, I'm the leader. I'm the boss. Yeah. Friend or colleague? <laughs> oh, friend and colleague. <laughs> I'm afraid they're mutually exclusive. It really. <laughs> halt! Who goes there? No colleague. <laughs> Boss. <laughs> right. So, with with that made slightly more tense than it was before, let's get on with the <laughs> with the recap. Last episode, Cloudballs began their investigations into the strange bluefins who raided the Lamplight Nurseries and captured the Empress. They considered consulting the city circle, and they also planned to head to Knot, where many of the related Redfin community live. But they started by investigating the crime scene. They found the living quarters of the Empress hidden inside the factory workings, with sentences written in primordial across the walls. Linus took a brass rubbing. They spent a pleasant lunch break in the canteen, including some dubious haggis from a friendly half-orc cook. Then they visited the fishery, a basement overlooking the underground river called the Tidewater, where the bluefins reportedly entered. The terrified fisher there, after buying a parasol, reported that the person who ordered the gates to be opened that morning had been Sardina. And that's where we are now. You stand around this terrified elf, cowering behind his uh, newly purchased parasol. Um, it's dark, you can hear the, the rushing of the tidewater, and the word Sardina still echoes across the dark, black rocks of this room. What do you want to do? something important I can read the words that we copied down earlier I just need a moment okay uh, Linus will pull out the, the, the brass rubbing and kind of hand it over to light through rain um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure you can make out much from this but uh, we'll give it a go so I'd like to concentrate um, and go into the newer sphere, which I think last time we decided was sort of 
like walking down a a mental corridor of different tabaxi. That's it. And yeah. Primordial. There's a there's a tabaxi there who um has like kind of slightly um fishy smelling uh, whiskers. Um, it's sort of almost silver blue, um, slightly otter-like maybe with kind of quite big paws. Um, and, uh, she looks back at you with a kind of a, a questioning frown. You reach my mind into the, the primordial tabaxi and attempt to, uh, I guess bond with it so that I can gain the, uh, the power to read and write primordial. You look at her, she looks at you, and then the boundaries between the two of you are muddied and suddenly you are one. And you wake up back inside this this uh, Tidewater cave with the, the rushing water and the sudden understanding of what these brass rubbings mean. <coughs> they are scrawled, and because they're on small bits of parchment, you aren't <coughs> necessarily... And there's lots of them. I think there's going up to 30 because there's a lot of wall to rub. Um, you're able to get sort of bursts of, of sentences um, and words. Um, one bit says, uh, day 315, um, made two buckets, cried, went back to bed. Next one says, day 4,515, revenge, revenge, please, revenge, freedom and then revenge. Uh, another one just says, day 65, question mark, question mark. Ugh. Um... They they tell the story of somebody desperately trying to document, but losing the will and being slowly filled with hatred. But kind of polite hatred, I think. Yeah. Yeah. At one point she says, I'm, I'm really sorry for what I'm going to have to do to these people. <laughs> the sort of mood that you get into when you've spent enough time on hold to HMRC. <laughs> yeah, it's like I will. I, I I hate the fact that I will absolutely roar down the phone at this person, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> also mentioned uh, occasionally is um, the word bestrigda. Um, uh, one of the phrases used is "once I return to bestrigda." Um, and there is another moment uh, you see the word vigo mentioned quite a lot. V y g o. Um, often with verbs around it, like when Vigo comes or if I can only reach Vigo. So um, the elf uh, is still cowering. Oh, what are you doing? I forgot you were still here. Hey, I know it happens. <laughs> My wife also sometimes forgets about me. <laughs> I don't even have a proper listy established name. Oh, we, we can... We can give you one for five gold pieces. Uh, seven. Was, either of those is a good one. Oh, I'll take seven. My well, name is can, seven. But how about we give you two names for ten? Three names. Uh, four tens a nice name as well. I, I, I don't want to pay for it, though. Oh. But, but you won't feel good about your new name if you don't. No, I think I think what he's saying, Dicky, is he wants to be called Seven Gold Pieces as his name, which Seven Four Ten I think was quite nice. Seven Four Ten. Seven Four. It's also a terrible cricket score. (laughs) (laughs) All out for seven. (laughs) 
I'm struggling to think, well, how, you how know, do we monetize this sticky? <laughs> Uh, give us your boots and we'll give you yes, a new name. name is a service. <laughs> you have to pay every he month. He looks down at his um, very... He's got wet, oiled boots um, that look like sort of quite grippy, quite good ones for, for fishing and being around on wet stone. And he goes, but if we, if we got a name and no boots, how am we getting it home? What's uh, in the name? What's in a boot? <laughs> oh, that's a blender foot, This is Tell you what, tip for tap now. I'll give you one boot for half a name. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon, Nigel? Uh, I mean, this is a nice chap. You're, you're the mathematician around here. Yeah, how do yeah. I divide four, seven, seven, four, ten? How do I divide that into who? Is it, is it three, three, three and, and a half, half five, isn't it? Five? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? For oh, one right. boot, you got yourself it. A... Oh, right, you got yourself a deal. But remember, if you but want just... to use that name next month, you'll have to pay another boot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. It's a subscription model. Well, maybe I can pay in advance and give you both boots ah, for two months of names. Now you're talking. No, two boots <laughs> is three months of names. Oh, that's a great deal. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> he takes off his boots. Um, yeah, uh, Nigel, you can add um, one pair of grippy, oily boots <laughs> yes. to your inventory. Uh, but but what, what, what about the license fee? <laughs> You're not going to be able to use your name unless you pay the license fee. You already He's, have one. He sighs and says, and says, look, I'm just a little old elf. I don't understand about licenses. You got my boots and my feet were cold. You just don't mind if I go home now, do you? I feel like maybe the day of work's over and my colleagues have all been pulled back <coughs> into the water. The big blue men came and stole everything I have apart from these boots and my, and my, now I've got a name. They stole my name, but I've got one now and that's that's enough for me. Are there are there any of like the bodies still hanging around on the floor? Uh, Sure, sure, yeah, there's a couple of bodies, okay. yeah. Do any of them have any boots on them? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they, okay. they, have, they all have similar kind of... Um, Oiled boots. Linus will go over, take a pair of boots off of the uh, like one of the dead people, and then walk over mm. to the like to the the fisherman and just give them mm. to him. Oh, that's, that's very kind. Thank you. And with these, I could buy another three months of <laughs> name. <laughs> you could. Oh, I could get after half a year of being cold three and a half for five before I had to find you guys again. <laughs> I, why don't you try out being called in half a five for three months and see how you like it <laughs> and then still like it in three months then you could give over another pair of boots I'm just worried about the rate going up get in where the price yeah, is right. low you can lock in the price now and see Oh, it's a risk. A fixed rate, a fixed rate name is something I've always wished for. <laughs> Ignoring the bank base rate. <laughs> Sorry, the bank boots rate. <laughs> the, the boots index. <laughs> you know what? Uh -huh. I, I like your style. I'll put these boots on and I'll keep the name for three months and I'll come find you. Irrespective of the rate change, I think that's a... That's a I'm a conservative man, as you can tell, and I, I just, I just want to stay dry. That seems sensible to me. Keep my name dry. 
Linus is going to call out the uh, the the mage hand again to just take some notes about all of this and uh, just just say that we 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 need to make sure that we're we're keeping notes of this. Um, just for you know, if we go public with uh, with all of the the stocks, we we would want our our boot records to be put on the uh, the feet C three fifty. Oh dear! <laughs> very very good, Linus. I like that. That literally made Technomancers, the D actual play podcast. We'll be back next week <laughs> with only three <laughs> members of the or cast. There's a real face palm from Ivan on that one. You can have inspiration, Rob. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Pun based um, inspiration. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Well, so, so how many how, how many dead bodies are around us? And um, there's three. There's three bodies. I think that's enough for a boot rack. <laughs> Linus, get out. What, what, what do you want me to do? Well, there's a there's two pairs of boots, uh, clothing. I think you need to do some carpentry now. Uh, is there any wood hanging around? Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna make it out flesh. That's that's not gonna happen. <laughs> the old flesh wood. <laughs> it's just a stone. It's not that kind of podcast, oh. guys. <laughs> um, would I mean you give me a survival check to see if you can sort of identify? Oh, it was percep- Give me a perception check, and you can see wood. You haven't got a perception. That's a nineteen. Okay. Um, most things in here are made of metal. Um, there are certainly wooden elements to this great big winch attached to a large net that's um, kind of poised over the water. But to pull that apart would be causing quite a lot of damage to the integral system. And, I mean, yeah, feel free, but you'd probably be taking more value away than adding it, I would say. Yeah, I feel like that would be a terrible idea. So... What are you trying to? You're trying to make a boot rack. Just is that a, what you're trying to do? Here? Yeah, a, a mm. two, a, like a boot rack with enough space for two pairs of shoes. Great. Yeah. No. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think what Linus will do instead is just start to try and like draft it out on a, like one of the pieces of parchment, and mm. kind of just try and pick up some things along. Like throughout the rest of the day, just to see what materials are, are needed. Plan it out first, and then come up with a, a version one prototype. By a the side end of the quest, day. exactly. Nice. Concept. Okay, exactly. <laughs> All right. To go to Knot, and to get to Knot, you have to store shops and things. And if we did that, you could probably go there to build a boot rack with. And we could take the boots with us to put on the boot rack when you built it. Uh, that sounds perfect. Hmm. Well, is that where the market is? The market for boot racks seems to be here. If we take the boots with us, okay, that, the that's, will be where that's the, boots the sort are. of thinking that will take us to the next level. Let's take the boots with us, and then find people who want them well arranged, and then sell them a boot rack. My only worry is that your two business ideas c- kind of contradict each other because you're taking boots off people 
and then providing them with racks. I mean, far be it for I'm not a businessman. I'm a lonely fisherman. Fisher, but I, I ain't. This is I, the basics of visual merchandising. You have to make people want it. Now, hang on a minute. I've paid good money for my name. You may as well use it. <laughs> the name is three and a half out of five, and I wouldn't mind if you named me that, please. I didn't know you'd accepted the deal yet. I thought it was, you know, one of those things where it starts tomorrow, right? You sign up today. Uh, so I think you maybe owe us something else now if you're using it immediately. Hey, let me check the ledger. He he points towards you, Linus. Let me read that. Let me see what I signed. Okay, the the mage hand will turn round the the piece of parchment that he's been writing. St- on. St- standard terms. Yeah, he looks at it for a while. Terms. Sign up today. Use it tomorrow. No partial days. He sort of looks up, disappointed, and goes. Oh. Don't trust you guys. I thought I was getting a good deal. I ain't even got a name and you got my boots. Now listen to me. I I don't know who you are. I recognise you very much, but that's not the way the Lamplight Guild works. You know, I just I just want to get out of here. I don't trust anyone here anymore. He's gonna stomp out of the room uh, in his new boots. They don't fit that well, so we go out oh, oh. Um, and he's gonna head head away. Well, he's obviously never gonna make it in the world of business, is he, Dicky? Wait, of course he won't. Wait, wait, uh, three and a half out of... Five. Five? He turns around, turns around delighted to use his name. Yes! Very good. Um, so, we realise that, uh, you're a poor sort, and, um, we have, uh, we have a tier for you. Um, so you're in our low tier, but, uh, you can, you can rent space in, uh, in Linus's boot rack now. So, I, don't, uh, I don't need any because, as I was trying to point out, I've only got one pair of boots. They're on. I don't need a boot rack. Everybody needs to rent space, though, in a boot rack. But you're telling me that, but you're asserting it. But I don't, but I don't agree. Not only that, you should tell your friends there's enough space. My friends are what, all dead! Well, very awkward. I feel like you're not taking this seriously. You've been commissioned to solve the problem and all you're trying to do is invent boot rags. You can bring their boots here. We'll give you a 10% discount. He runs away. He is bored of this I now. I don't think he likes the referrer model we have in place. We need to work, to work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Go and find some different people who might be more interested in your boot rack. Okay. That I can get behind. Um, I will lead the way back up the stairs. To Okay. You you leave the building. Um, Yeah, you are... um, Wandering through the the halls. Um, What's your passive perception? That's a great question. Mine's 13. Mine is 12. Uh, Mine's 9. It's 10. Okay. Um, As you're walking... Like through rain, you know, it's quite a, quite a calm atmosphere in this building, despite what's happened uh, yesterday. Um, but you go past one office and you can hear frenzied um, running around and sort of cursing as you do um, inside. Are you on the door of the office? Like a nameplate? Uh, yes, there is. Um, it says uh, Sardina Hickenrack. The hell of a name. How are we spelling hick and rack? Uh, in in primordial or in common? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, in in common, it's H I C K E N R A C K. 
Um, but in Primordial, it's uh, exactly the same sound as blowing a bubble with bubble gum uh, and it popping just before you're ready for it to pop and then it having to quickly inhale and then catching a tiny bit on the like base of your um, glottal region and then oh. get a, a little wet cough. Nice. Mm. Um, can I knock on the door? Uh, there's an instant um, silence and then um, sorry um, busy sorry to bother you I just thought we should let you know we're going to head out now but um, if you could let the commissioner know that we would very much like to meet with uh, the circle later that would be great yeah I'll, I'll, um, I'll let him know that's fine yeah okay Okay, bye. Linus is just going to quite loudly say, oh, should we ask her about the thing that the man told us? Give me an in- give me an intimidation check, please, Linus. Okie dokie. Uh, that's a 17. The door opens and she opens she she sort of looks around the op- cracked open door and says um in a slightly deeper voice a bit more gravity in her voice than before i think you'd better come in i'll i'll walk in if you're not <clears throat> too busy um <clears throat> i can make time Uh, you walk into a, a small office. Um, it is, yeah, pretty cramped in there with the five of you in there. But you see it is in chaos, as in the centre of this wooden floor is a chest, um, which she is has been hurriedly filling with items. A lot of them seem to be papers, um, definitely some clothes, some other items and various tools. Um, and yeah, she sort of sees it, closes the lid, um, stands in front of it um, and and looks at you all. I think it best if we talk about everything, but fully candidly, before any of us leave this room again. You're running away, Sardina. Um, running away sounds cowardly. Uh, 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 a transfer, a, a change of jobs. We're on an island, maybe. <laughs> a long way from You're... here. Um, could be. Planned or this... unplanned? Uh, there's always been a plan. Right. I think, Sardini, you're going to have to buy our silence here. I think the time for your silly business games is over. You've been implicated in something. And it will go ahead, whether you want it to or not. The Only question is if... Cost, Sardina. Um, her eyes glint crystal blue. There's always a cost. The question is who's paying... You can leave this room allied with me, or you can leave this room in a casket. 
Will there be gold in the casket? There will be you in the casket, Basilisk. May um, I make you an offer? Will there be space for gold? If I'm quite small, I think we can probably fit maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred gold pieces in there. If I'm you're really tiny. If you're trying to intimidate me, well, I'm not very good at intimidation, but uh, Linus, look really big. <laughs> uh, Linus will just like lean down next to Dickie and just kind of whisper to him, "I uh." I think she's saying she's going to kill you. <laughs> Nigel, point, point to your horns. <laughs> no, 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 flaps his little tiny wings really, really, really aggressively. <laughs> um, however, Diggy, Scratch like two Scratch. Channel partnership. There's a channel partnership here. There's an opportunity mm -hmm. here, I think. She was starting to say we could be in partnership together. What markets could we reach together? I think so. What do you say, Sardina? She, she's sort of, she's just, she's not really impressed by the blather, and I think she, she keeps a very straight face for quite a long time, and she says, "I'll make the deals. I'll make the offers, and you listen." I don't know why Russell Stunk brought you on. In fact, I do. I advised he should. This, thank you, has gone exactly to plan. The failure. Griff's death. Everything so far has been perfect, and you have helped it bungle. Bungle? Oh. Bungle. You've helped it fail. Do we the get last, a performance-related bonus, then? The last stage is me leaving, and the rest of the plan won't take place in this building at all. I see that you have some use. You already have, of course. But I need to get away from here fast. And as I say, either you let me go, or I make sure that there's no one to stop me. Of course, the other thing I have noticed is in the far past few hours, you've expressed some distaste about what's happened, some some confusion about why there was a, a, a woman, a seemingly innocent woman held in captive, and I share that feeling. There are many, like me, who felt that what was happening here was immoral. Because it was. The spring tide is rising. This, she points around, all this is a thing of the past. It's not too late for land dwellers like us to pick the right side. We have been wrong until now. I don't want you to make me another offer. I'm not listening. All this gold, all this business is irrelevant compared to what's about to happen. This island and the city that stinks on top of it will fall. The waters will rise, the kingdoms will fall, and the sea will reclaim its crown. You're either on board or you're not. To me, like you're saying that you open the gates because you wanted them to get in. You'd be right about that. And you wanted them to try and kill everyone. Yes. Well, no, I, that was unfortunate. That wasn't part of the plan. 
Griff's death was. How how did you kill Griff? I just put a bunch of poison in his drink. I'm surprised you didn't test it. Well, then we'd have been poisoned. Well, yes. I mean, what? Yes. Yes. That would have been unfortunate too, but as I say, you were also merely pawns in this. Dickie's going to cast sleep on her. Uh, Excellent. Okay. Fantastic. Um, Yeah. Give me a cast. What level? First level, I suppose. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 28. Um, and what does it look like as you cast the spell? Um, so the air kind of goes a little bit blurry and shimmery um, around Sardina from my hands. And um, and slowly, slowly you can see her eyes shut. You hope you can see that. We hope we can, yes. As you try to speak these words, the air thickening and warming, the sombrous, soporific feel. Um, it's it's creatures within 20 foot, twenty feet of a point you choose within range. So I'm, I'm guessing you choose the point of Sardina? Yeah. That's all of you. Um, who has the least HP? That's <laughs> Nigel. Nigel, you fall, you fall asleep first at 10. <laughs> who's got the next... Who's got oh, the next God, fewest no, HP? Yeah. That would be oh, Dicky yourself, right? With 14... <laughs> Um. Yeah. So then it's you. Oh no no no! Creatures within twenty feet of a point. You choose. No, you choose the point. You don't choose the creatures. Yep. Yeah. You, choose you the fall point. asleep as well, leaving Linus, Light Through Rain, and Sardina standing there. <laughs> right. Um. Does, I does... I assume that was intentional. Does Linus, like, can can Linus tell? That this was a spell cast by Dicky. Yeah, I think you heard him mutter a few little lullaby right. words. Right. Okay. I would just say it's... that this particular um, encounter, in case it ever fell into combat, was balanced for four versus one. So I would watch what happens next. It's, it's like through rain and Linus. Tactic. They're trying. Um... Of playing hard to get where yeah. you can't try and do business with them if they're asleep. Then I'll do try- business with you two because it seems like you have a lot more sense than them anyway. Listen, I'm feeling less I'm feeling less patient than I was about three minutes ago. And I understand. There's part of the plan that I didn't share with you, which is to pin all of this on you. Think about it. At the time when Griff died and the factory failed, who was actually in that factory with him? Uh, us. Us. And who failed and to protect the factory from the attacks, despite having claimed you were the best in the business? Us. I've already sent a letter to Rosalstunk. Which I can probably retract. I can send some messages. He's not in right now, so I can go and take that letter away again. But I'm not going to tell you where it is. But that letter says everything it needs to, to incriminate you. I was giving you the chance to join me willingly, and now I shall give you a bit more of a coercive choice. Die right here, or help me. I have a job for you, which you can do. If you do this job for me, willingly, 
I shall retract my accusation and you can stay on the books of the Lamplight Guild, but you will continue to work for me. Is the job? The Trident of the Tempest. <coughs> None of the Empress was carrying. No, that unfortunately was a fake. Right. So, a few months ago, a group of land dwellers like you were sent on a mission to reclaim the Trident of the Tempest from the Temple of Pendesset in Treadwell, part of your city. And they did, or at least they thought they did. And they handed it to the Emperor of Bestrigda. And the Emperor of Bestrigda was fooled by this, because it was not the Trident of the Tempest. It was some fake with a much less powerful skill. We want the trident, nothing else will do. The trident must be brought to Bestrigda, and you will bring it to us. Can I use my power of telepathy to speak to Linus telepathically? You definitely can. Um, like, Linus, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking if he can speak back to me uh, I can only send telepathic messages so I don't okay. think you can speak back it's fine uh, but, um, I guess blink once for yes and twice for no do you think we should do it uh, Linus will blink once But then he, he he's gonna just before that like ask Sardina and, and just say, um, I I do just have one question though. Yes. Why why did you choose us? Why were we the the fall guys, as it were? Well, we had plenty of very capable applicants, but the problem with that was they might have stopped them. Right. So. But now you think that we might actually be able to get a trident back for you. Well, it's less that and more that you're implicated and therefore I have something over you now. I don't expect you to succeed. In fact, I I'm sure you'll fail. But all that'll do is help incriminate you more. And it gives a chance. It's difficult for, for the people I represent to reclaim the trident, but it should be possible for you. And therefore I think it's something which you could be useful in. And if you do succeed and bring it to Bestrigda, then maybe Prince Vigo or, or the Empress or any of the others might um, forgive you, offer you a job, give you more power. I have been to Bestrigda before. I, When I went, I was on the side of the city, Everlight, and they changed the way I thought. I, I know better now. They showed me the way things really are, and you too will see that soon. Or die. That's also fine. Around this time, I think, Dickie and Nigel, you do wake up again on the ground. <laughs> Nigel, I think in your dreams you defeated <laughs> Sardina. <laughs> ah, it happened again. Oh. oh no, everyone was dead last time. And just start checking with me for the rest of your life. Oh dear. Sorry, Nigel. This is like a common occurrence for you because uh, of me. 
Yeah, it's, 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 at least I get good night's sleep. It's a running thing. So Venus, live. Great. Did um, you have a lovely nap? I don't know, I'm very confused. Since you've been gone, we've made some decisions, and your team on your behalf have agreed to take undertake a little mission for me, um, and uh, and with the potential for future business opportunities. Let me speak in the language that you'll understand. I represent powerful people, rich people, people who soon will hold all the power in this archipelago. The gifts will soon belong to the springtide. All of your petty deals here will be nothing compared to what could be soon. So pick a side and make it mine. Bring the Trident of the Tempest to the city of Bistrigda as soon as you can, and we'll talk again. Nigel's uh, just going to rub a bit of sleep out of his eye and just be like, Just completely baffled at what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be getting on to uh, to look for that trident, trident. then, like a fork. Yes, trident Great. of the tempest. Okay. Yes, be like four. a big okay. fork. I, I can, I can mm. do I that. Three. Three. It's good. I'm it's very tired. That's why it's a trident because it has three spikes. And don't try to fake it like the last group. It won't go well. We won't. Come on, Nigel. I know a nice coffee shop. Um, just just to to check, Sardina. Are you going to Bistrigda? Is that where we find you to give you the trident, or uh, are you going somewhere else? You'll find me in Bistrigda. Who okay. are these other guys? These are people who've turn... been wrong before. Do we know them? Are they? Do they have a cool name? <sighs> they. <laughs> I'm sure they had a cool name. I could try and remember by looking back at the plans um, <laughs> of character. They were another of my campaigns. Um, they they had a lovely time. Uh, they went they went to Bastricta, came back. Sardina was an NPC in that campaign, and they fooled the um, the Bluefins by faking a uh, a trident and giving them that instead. Um, nice. It worked for a time. Uh, they were like you, contracted by the the lamplighters to do this job. You do not know who they're talking about, but you could definitely find that out by asking if you wanted to. Although it may raise more suspicions than is necessary. Okay. Well, Uh, I I, I might go. I mean, you're welcome to stay around for as long as you want. I'll retract that letter. I'll make sure that no one's going to, um, uh, uh, you know, think it was you. And, um... I've taken some annual leave, so I'll be gone for a little while, but no one will, no one will be surprised that I've gone for now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn to the rest of the party and just ask them, uh, do any of you actually know where B- Bastrigda is? I do know where a map shop is, and maps are usually good right. for finding well, things. Well, I was just thinking that whilst Sardina's here, we could just ask her, seeing as she's going there as well. <laughs> She must know where it is. Yes, I suppose it would help if I told you, wouldn't it? It, it would. Uh, yeah, she hands you a, um, a a map. It's sort of longer than it is wide. And it has been... Um, it, it shows Everlight at the very north. And it then shows a, a long stretch of water with a few islands on each side. Um, at the very bottom, a, uh, a stretch of sea which 
in Everlight terms, is known as the the breeding grounds, the Erie breeding grounds. And uh, the the other thing I was just going to ask, you said that we, it was somewhere in Treadwell that we were going, right? Yes, yes, the Temple of Pendesset in Treadwell. It's temple easy enough to gain access to the temple, but from there you'll have to, well, steal the trident. The trident's on full display, it's just defended. Sounds good. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, thank you. Also pretending to still work for... Well, you don't have... You you do what you want. It'll become clear soon who you really work for. This has been lovely. It's been really fun. I, you guys, I, I misjudged you. When I said you were useless and I only hired you so you'd fail, I, I think that was probably a, a, a prejudice that I had. And I, 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 I forgive you. Uh, oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm you're sorry welcome. I drooled on your floor a little bit. Oh, it's fine. It's not my floor anymore. I won't be back. She throws a few more things into her chest and begins to sort of drag it towards the door. Excuse me. Just coming through here. Just, just sorry. Just gonna squidge through if I can. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'll yep. move out of the way and let her leave. Great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 She closes the door and you just hear quite sharp, sort of clacking footsteps as she's and and the scraping of this of chest as she um heads straight towards the front of the building. Okay. Uh, Immediately, Linus would like to start rummaging through any of the drawers to try and find any kind of incriminating evidence okay. on Sardina. Sure, excellent. Yeah, uh, give me an investigation check, please, at her desk. Investigation. Uh, that was a seven. Um, She has cleared this desk of almost everything. I think that the intention of packing that big chest was to take everything away. You find plenty of admin. There's a lot to go through, but it looks like it's all fairly clean. Um, The only piece of incriminating evidence you have is the map that she handed you. Um, But even that is a map to the spawning grounds and not to Bestrigder itself. Okay. It just happens to have Bestrigder on it, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. So originally we were going to go to Not to try and find out something, but I've forgotten what. But she wants us to go to Treadwell. So you could have gone to Not, you still could, to find out more about the Bluefins. Um, That's the main thing that you'd be able to find information for there. Uh, you also wanted to go to the city circle potentially to gain help from them. Um, they would certainly be interested in the information you have. Um, however, it may well be uh, you're now party to some very secret information. So it's a question of whether you say it out loud or not is, a, is another whole thing. And uh, then finally, yes, Treadwell, which is to the west of... I always have to do east-west in my head. To the west of town. Um, and Treadwell is the part of town that no one lives in, really. It is um, full of um, temples, and it's also kind of got some elements of um, mausoleums and, and and what's the word, like cemetery. It's got some, some cemetery elements as well. Important people are buried there, but also religious people um, go there to, to worship. So there are boats from town that go to Treadwell all the time. 
you can also make your way round um, the top of of the city and, and get down there. Um, yeah, it's it's a popular day trip to go to Treadwell, walk mm. around, enjoy the the greenery of it all, and maybe worship at a couple of the different temples of the gods who you like. Yeah. Okay. I suppose the question is, do we try and find out more about these people before we give them the real trident? Or do we just give them, well, go and try and get the trident and give it to them? So all we really know about them so far is that they do want us to be dead. So you're suggesting that maybe we need more market research? <laughs> yes. Because that went so uh, well. That last was a focus time. group. That was a different problem. We had a problem with our approach to a focus group. Right. Um but market research I think is essential. Maybe we should go to Knot to do market research on the blue fins before we commit to giving them the trident. Yes, because we might like to wrap the trident in say wrapping paper, because it gives them more propensity to buy. Yes. And also find out what the trident is and what it does and why they want yes, it, maybe. Yes, yes. Yes, and see... Because then we could upsell, for example, turnips, if it's good at chopping turnips. We could upsell some ready-to-go turnips. I like this. This is great thinking. A trident holder for holding the trident better. I I, I know we had to here for a reason. So, uh, not then. Uh, not, not, not. Not. Oh, I got myself in a horrible loop in my brain. Not not. Um, I'm very I'm very sleepy. Is there not, a not, not, coffee not, not. shop on the way? We can go. I keep falling asleep. I've fallen asleep twice within a day. <laughs> it's a coffee shop in the North Wall Agora we could go to, but I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> That's going to be complicated. Another campaign we're running is just setting up a coffee shop that doesn't have a name yet. This is wonderful. I mean, it gives a great idea of the breadth of the campaigns going on within, within the offices here. Yeah. But you want to go there? Of the fact it doesn't have a name yet, I can't remember what it's called. Let's go there. Let's I think go we should there. go there. I definitely need some coffee. Okay. Right. You, uh, yeah, so you, you take yourselves and you head out of this building, uh, signing out at the uh, at the exit, um, uh, waving goodbye to the Minotaur guards and heading towards the North Wall Agora. Mm. Okay, it's a it's a short walk down through Trickling and then through the Rises, which is this um, sort of very uh, uh, quite posh district with big houses on uh, hills and um, other houses making sort of circles around those down the hills. Um, and you find your way through and into the busy market of the North Wall Agora, as well as this broad um, kind of sandy uh, road right down the middle where lots of markets have been set up. There's also shops uh, lining the left and right hand side and you can, by looking east or west, you can see at least uh, a couple of miles in either direction, just the shops just stretching off in both directions. The coffee shop is not hard to find. Um, you decide not to look at the name of the coffee shop because <laughs> I think that's I think that's going to be decided next week by three people who aren't in this campaign um, yep. and uh, you head inside the doors to a, a beautiful warm um, uh, strong sort of roasty smelling uh, place with hardwood floors and uh, big windows and a um, a bored looking drow dark elf um, with white makeup on uh, sat behind the desk 
Hi. Hello. Yep. Uh, um. Sorry, this is really awkward. What tends to happen is you come in and you order you order coffee. We've got muffins and brandy. <laughs> I just quite like some milk, actually. Yeah, milk. More milk. Well, I keep falling asleep. Anyone else? So have you got anything that stops that from happening? Oh. Um, he looks a little bit surprised, and he says, uh, oh, you're after... Um, you after the... I got oh, the best yeah. stuff you've oh. got. Yes. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah, we got these these brownies. He holds up a tray of beautiful, slightly glittering brownies that look like they have little bits of honeycomb on top. How many would you recommend? These will keep you up. Oh my god! Um, have you ever had them before? <laughs> have you ever had um, them before? No, but you don't understand. I fall asleep twice, mm. and every time everyone seems to die around me. I must never fall asleep again. <laughs> Sounds like you have had this before. Right, okay, so. Um, my advice for a first-timer is start with an eighth and just see how that feels. Um, you can stay here while you're enjoying this treat. You can take it away as well. Please, please don't die. If if you're gonna die, please okay. go. I will, I will. We have we have had some issues with people enjoying the brownies a little too much and us having to sort of move them on. I okay. How much do they cost? <laughs> yeah, they're not that cheap. Two gold per brownie. Two gold per brownie. Can I have eight for fifteen? Yep, that's fine. Okay, you said take an eighth, so I'm gonna have eight, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. You're not going to um, eat all eight, are you? Not at once, but I feel like there's something magic about no. these things. And I think I need increments of eights. He, he looks suddenly <laughs> suddenly a little bit alarm, alarmed. You, you didn't... You were asking for these, yeah, right? This, was, this is what you came for, right? This, yeah, cool, great, brilliant. Yes, uh, 15 gold, please, thank you. No. Can I, can I have eight too? Fourteen. Uh, he sort of counts. Um, there's actually only twelve on the tray. I'd have to go and make some more. I can sell you all twelve, though. Yes. Another four for another eight, so it'd be twenty-three altogether. Why does he sound like Sardina? <laughs> he has got his own voice, but yeah. Okay. I don't actually think I have twenty-two. Well, it'd be twenty-three, but also I think, I mean, Nigel yeah, was going to spend fifteen. 15 over right? and I'm just going to go yeah. and eat one now. Great. So, just eight. <laughs> eight, please. Uh, how about seven? Give me a persuasion check. Dickie should have much better persuasion than he... No, of course not. He's <laughs> terrible at persuading anybody. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he has much better persuasion than he does. Uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> he shakes his head. I'm really sorry. I'm not in charge. Um, it's just best if you pay the eight. Okay. Uh, eight it is, then. 
Excellent. Okay. Um, great. So, Nigel, you can add um, eight brownies, question mark, to your inventory. And Dicky, you can add four brownies, question mark, to your inventory. Um, and, uh, oh, and it was a, a milk and... Just a, a black coffee. But if you've got any, like, cinnamon or something to put on top of the cinnamon. coffee, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got some cinnamon. Um he sort of shuffles around, um, sprinkles a bit of cinnamon on, on, a, on a black <laughs> coffee. Gritty. <laughs> hands you that, hands you the other. Um, yeah, just yeah. just two gold, please. One each, if that's all right. All right. Thank you. I, I will pay a gold. Great. Excellent. Gold. And you can sit down at the table. You see him go, Xerox, we need more brownies. Um, and uh, begins to sort of shuffle off and make some more brownies you, you now sit down in this nice table there's fairly um calm um environment around you you see one table just in the very corner um where there is an elf sat bolt upright um and he just keeps <laughs> just keeps putting his um blonde hair behind his behind his ear just on both sides excellent i'm gonna Drink my milk, but unsettlingly lap it like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely fine. I like the idea that you you would served it in like a cup and saucer, and you've taken the the cup off and poured it onto the saucer. So just <laughs> I think that is exactly what's happened. And then just like hands on the table either side and face in the saucer. <laughs> it goes all over your nose and whiskers. It's quite cute. Um, yeah. Are you also going to do the same with your coffee, Linus? No, Linus is just going to kind of like, first of all, like sniff the coffee, and it's like the the kind of spiciness of it and the warmth of the coffee just kind of reminds him a little bit of uh, of his home. No, yeah. when you sniff it, how does it taste? Great. Mm. It, it it like the it tickles the inside of his nose, and then as he kind of like exhales, you like these small little flames come out. Does he have a Does it's he have just... a nose? Do dragonborns have noses? Yeah. yeah, they've got, got sort of holes, don't they? Yeah. Fine, excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, when you Nose sniff holes. cinnamon, it can be quite dangerous. It, I, I think you kind of sneeze, and the little bit of fire <laughs> comes. It's in. like it's like inhaling the, the the scent of the of the cinnamony coffee. Yeah. Oh, what a treat! Meanwhile, brownie boys over um, here. What are you up to? Yeah, I'm gonna are you having one? Chop it up into what I think are eight equal pieces, but I'm absolutely not eight equal pieces because mm. I'm a bit of an idiot. Um, thus. <laughs> Okay. Thus, with low, relatively low wisdom, I'm just going to randomly pick a piece and eat it. So you can decide how big that piece was. Well, <laughs> D8. Yeah. As, yeah, I'll do a D8. That's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Christ alive. Um, oh. I roll a seven. <laughs> what you've done is <laughs> you've cut one eighth out of the brownie and then cut that eighth into seven pieces rather than <laughs> seven. So, you, so you have seven eighths of a brownie and then seven fifty sixths seven or something like that maybe 64 56th i think um crumbs you have a few crumbs and you eat the majority of the brownie uh for a while you sit there feeling great and then a rush of simulation and adrenaline course through your body. Nigel, you are compelled 
to go and do something exciting right now. Everything looks amazing, but you must act. Oh, uh, what do you want to do? I'm going to stand up on the desk, on the under chair, uh, and I'm going to start yep. shouting about business plans and uh, about all the exciting business plans <laughs> we're going to do and about how we're going to do advertising. And the advertising is going to involve little monsters, uh, but not, not friendly little pretty monsters. And some of them uh, are going to become my pocket friends. And those pocket friends are going to come with me and we're going to run outside into the street. Are you running out inside in the street right now? That's great, because as you do, you can see a, uh, a, a halfling with a dagger and a large kind of bird folk muscle their way out from behind the, the desk. The, the white-faced drow looking kind of sheepish and confused. And they begin to kind of like usher you out as you already just jump off the, the, the desk and go. Um, and they kind of crowd around your table and go, that was... Uh, well, actually, um, yeah, the halfling just goes, get out. All of you, go, get out. Oh, yes. Um, sorry, he's quite often like that. No, that's fine. Go, please. Get out. I'll uh, lick the last of the milk off the saucer. Um, now, I... please. Go. Get out. Did, go. <laughs> did um, Nigel leave any brownie on the table that we need to scoop up and take with us? Uh yeah, the remaining crumbs of the first brownie are still there. There's not much. I mean, they really they would they would be about the strength of one coffee to have. I think that's that's probably fine. I will, uh, yeah, follow Nigel out into the street. Uh, the bird, the bird comes with you. <laughs> Big bird. <laughs> um, the yeah, the bird just stands by the door. Kind of impressed, but like, definitely, you're not you're not welcome back. Well, um. Thank you for the milk. And uh, is is Nigel running off down the street, or are you? Oh, have you Nigel, tell us, please. Back and forth, like look, looking at people in an awkwardly close <laughs> way, inspecting them, running up and down, looking for excitement. Uh, I guess we're gonna take him somewhere to run, <laughs> run the energy. There's a dog park nearby. You can go to. If you want. <laughs> I'm so awake. I'm so awake. <laughs> Dickie, have you had any brownie, or are you, you holding back to see what happens to Nigel first? Uh, no, I'm just going to eat all four. <laughs> I have got four, haven't I? You and have got four brownies, yeah. And if yeah. Nigel wants to part with with the other seven and seven eights, <laughs> I'm more than happy to consume that too. <laughs> you have to catch me first. <laughs> just, just before I roll, are you absolutely sure you want to do this? Oh, God, yes. Okay, make me a constitution saving throw, please. What did you get? 17. Okay. That's good news. Oh, damn. But <laughs> because Don't need to take you the amount that. of brownie you've just ingested <laughs> is completely beyond what a normal humanoid could cope with. But I'm dicky. You're dicky. Darkwood Basilisk, the 16th, you have got gnomish blood coursing through your body. And as you finish the last brownie, you begin to feel this a feeling like you need to sneeze. But as you go, ah, 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 you get stronger and stronger and stronger. And the sort of the fizzing in your brain is such that as you as you sneeze, your entire brain. No one else sees this, by the way. You just see him having a, having a, a, a fit. Your entire brain explodes. This, the, the internal, uh, the inside of your skull just 
um, expands such that you are now inside your own skull, walking on your brain, and then it goes black, and then it goes yellow, and then suddenly you appear in a high-ceilinged cave. Gold and jewels all around you, and in the circle, in the centre, I mean, a circle of six-and-a-half-foot hamsters, hands in hands, dancing a, a sort of a maypole dance around a cracked stone statue. Dickie's thinking, I'm back home. (laughs) (laughs) As you say that, they stop and they look at you. Their faces, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, Their faces kind of filled with rage. Their eyes kind of blossoming and, and, and gloaming and growing and shrinking. Their mouths as they open kind of in these strange rictal grins. Their lower lips drooping meters below their body and back up again. Their teeth bloodied. Their gums kind of bubbling. And they begin to step towards you furiously. Growling in the way that only a six and a half foot monstrous <laughs> hamster can. <laughs> And that's where we'll end the session. Oh. <laughs> well, at the very least, I can have my stomach pump next week. <laughs> I hope so. If you roll below a ten, I don't know what I would. I think I would have killed you. I don't. I don't. You were warned. You were warned yeah. very much. I want to. I, I want to go through the adventure. I, I want all my so, friends to share in the narrative with me as well. I hope well, they, they better have some brownies week. and join you in the battle because you're going to have to fend <laughs> off loads of huge hamsters. Well, it depends if Nigel learns to count before next mm. week. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Do I mean, I, I did think that. The... <laughs> I, I did think that when Nigel ordered eight and was told he needed an eighth, it was just to make the maths easier. <laughs> if I buy if I buy eight and then I'm I get told to have an yeah, eighth, yeah, then that's exactly. one brownie, right? That was that's my logic as well. Um thank you for that wonderful session. We will resolve this hallucination next week and uh, we will jump straight into initiative because time is tight. Your stomach needs pumping, and these hamsters, <laughs> while imaginary, will definitely consume your soul. <laughs> Um, I hope you've all had a lovely time. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. We'll see you for more of this. Uh, but from me, Ivan Brett, I will say for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Technomancers, a and d podcast. You can subscribe to hear the next episode when it comes out. And until then, see you later, nerds. I am going to keep shouting audible claps at you until we do it. Oh, well, how, what does he sound like, Rob? That was that was pretty cool. The coffee shop <laughs> that, that I mentioned funny. is the front for a drug <laughs> operation, right? Yeah. This is happening in another campaign at Alaster Cloud. Snowflakes, who are a criminal gang, have uh, a, a, a number, about 302 hamsters, who inside a uh, living photocopier create drugs and sell them in the coffee shop. I think I can currently only lay my hands on a fork. Sorry, that's an in-joke. Um, yeah, no, really not great to do an in-joke about a campaign. That no one... We can only ever record on Friday the 13th now. 13th? 13th, yeah. 13th as it should be, no. Yeah, I didn't say on behalf oh, of the rest sorry. of you, I said just me. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah, no, let's keep it separate. Right, from yeah. me, goodbye.
and then anyone else, anyone else who wants to separately. can now say goodbye. I'm, yeah, I didn't say on behalf oh, of the rest sorry. of you. I said just me. This can all be scrubbed.